The Temple of Jupiter no longer exists, but six of its pillars have defied the wind and weather and man for 2,000 years. The pillars stand at Baalbek, known to antiquity as Heliopolis. In the Roman Empire, they beggared comparison for sheer size and magnificence. They are perfect of their kind, and they stand for megalomania, for sheer wanton extravagance. Baalbek, the ancient cultic site on the Baikar plains at the foot of the snow-capped mountains of Lebanon. Here, the indigenous Syrians worshipped the great god Baal. Later, Alexander the Great named the place Heliopolis and made it sacred to the sun god Helios. And it was here, too, that the Romans built their mighty temple to Jupiter 2,000 years ago. But that temple, too, did not survive the passage of time. It wasn't until the 19th century that the ruins were rediscovered. Travelers in the Orient sought out the remains of the temple. It was no longer believers in the deity who came, but believers in art. And instead of offerings, they brought strange apparatuses in whose windows the world appeared upside down. With these apparatuses, they imagined they could possess themselves of the past and present. Since that time, the eye of the beholder has been governed by the viewfinder of the camera. Sacrifices are no longer made to Jupiter on the altar here. Once 20 meters high, it has long been in ruins. The art crafted by the sculptors of antiquity lies in fragments on the ground. We wander amidst the ruins and find them quite prodigious, wrote the great French novelist Gustave Flaubert when he visited the Orient in 1850. Prodigious indeed. Dwarfing all around them, the pillars of the Temple of Jupiter are three times as high as those of the Parthenon in Athens. This is the Roman past, in today's Arab world, what was then the province of Asia. The inscriptions cut in stone were intended to last forever. But more than any inscriptions, it was the buildings themselves that were intended to spread the fame of the empire and its rulers. Temples in honor of the gods were raised to glorify their imperial builders too, who sought to outdo each other in their architectural legacies. Quite marvelously preserved is the Temple of Bacchus, which Emperor Trajan had built when Roman might was at its peak. The clean lines and solid substance of Roman architecture meet the expressive imagination of the Orient in this building. To behold the rediscovered remains of Heliopolis at Baalbek is like being returned to those ancient days 2,000 years ago when the Masons performed their staccato 
chiselling labours, labours that continued on this vast building site for more than 200 years. Construction of the Temple of Jupiter alone took 50 years, the entire lifespan of a mason. For 50 years the blocks of stone were cut, the pillars smoothed to shape, the capitals carved from the stone. This is the largest hewn stone on earth. It weighs close to a thousand tons. It's within sight of the temple, but probably older than the Roman site. In the foundations of the erstwhile temple of Jupiter, there are three huge blocks of stone. How were they moved? What mighty buildings stood in this place before those the Romans built? To this day, we do not know the answer. In Heliopolis, the city of the sun, everything is larger than life. But what of all the figures and the measurements? What of it that the pillars are 20 meters tall, more than two meters in diameter, and each consists of only three cylindrical blocks? Does it matter that wondrous buildings were raised at the behest of power-crazed Roman rulers hungry for glory? They still remain a wonder. The builders, nameless to us, had an enviable ability to make massive stone appear light and elegant. It's the mystery of proportion that we see here. We may not believe in the Roman deities, but the harmony, the balance, prompt admiration and awe. And the stonemasons of the province of Asia, who made the miracle happen, did they believe in the Roman gods, in Jupiter, Venus, Bacchus? Under the names of these strange gods, the local people continued to worship their own deities. Not that all the gods were strange. Bacchus, the god of wine, originated in the Orient and had reached Rome via Greece. The Roman Empire builders were a level-headed breed, but they were intrigued by the cultic mysteries which burst the bounds of their own pragmatic rational code. The Romans were tolerant and shrewd enough to permit the worship of alien gods in their empire. The more names in the divine firmament, the vaster the glory of the Roman Empire. The great strength of the Romans lay in appropriating the ideas of others and turning their imagination to account. The empire absorbed the knowledge and the creeds of other people. The Romans' own religion had not gained a foothold in the soul. The temple of Bacchus compels the eye with a magical attraction. Even the unbelieving visitor records its image. It's majestic and unrevealing.
This temple behind whose walls mysterious rituals were celebrated, attended only by the initiated. They were orgiastic, ecstatic rites that exalted death and resurrection. A short distance away, where the terrain dips, is the third of the Roman temples, sacred to Venus, goddess of love, of the spring, the image incarnate of youth and desire. It's as if this more modest temple were eschewing competition with the mightier buildings of the other deities. Or did Venus perhaps mean to tempt her worshippers aside to a more discreet location? Heliopolis is a place of contradictions, but also of opposites reconciled. There's perfect art here, and the might of nature. There's power-crazed ambition, but humble reverence too. This great shrine of the Roman deities was never completed, and in the 7th century, when Arab armies fighting for Allah took Heliopolis, the Temple of Jupiter had long since served as a quarry for the building of Christian basilicas. If the Temple of Bacchus had not escaped destruction, if we were unable to pace this pillared walk, how would we ever be able to gauge its majesty? We sat on a stone in a shady courtyard, Flaubert wrote in his journal, and thought out loud of the Imperium Romanum. For 250 years, a small town in the province of Asia, far from the great metropolis of Rome, was a focus of Roman civilization, which conquered the world and remained open to that world. In faraway Rome, emperors were proclaimed and dethroned, were declared gods and were murdered. But in Heliopolis, the great work in honor of the gods went on quietly and steadily. But then Emperor Constantine was converted to the new religion and the Christian God would tolerate no other gods beside him. Their statues and symbols were overthrown and the destruction of the ancient holy sites began to take its course. Perhaps it was the wrath of Jupiter, whose altar was bare of offerings, that caused the earth to quake and the entablatures to shatter on the ground. 